Shalom Ubracha, we are up to Yuma Daf Ayin Hey Geshmak Agarato Daf about the Mun. But first we start off darshaning some psukim from Rav Ami and Rav Asi. The Pasuk says, Kiitain Bekois Enoyes Halach Mimeshtarim. Someone who drinks will go in a straight line. So what does that mean? So one says that someone who drinks a lot, then every type of arayas will look the same. It'll look like the arayas are straight. And the other one, the Rami Ravasi, says that this Pasuk means that the whole world will seem like it's the same, in the same line, in that he'll have no problem stealing money when he's drunk. There will be no differentiation of property. Now the next Pasuk is, ish yashcheno. The two Pshatim in this Pasuk is that, number one, a person should uproot the worry, the daiga, from his heart. The second Pshat is that he should pass on this daiga to someone else because maybe that person will be able to help him with whatever he's worrying about. The Menachas Elazar says that Acherim is referring to a mayor. So a person should say, Alakad Meir Anani. The next Pasuk says, V'nochash Ofer Lachmoi, the snake, the Nochash was cursed that he has to eat bread. One shot is that no matter what he eats, it will taste like dirt. And the other shot is that no matter what he eats, it will taste delicious, but he won't be satisfied until he has dirt. Next, Rav Yossi says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't dealt out punishments the way that human beings do. When a human being has someone that he doesn't like, he tries to take him down in every possible way. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he cursed the snake, wherever the snake goes, he does have food. So there is a silver lining to that curse. When Canaan was cursed to be slaves... Slaves don't have it all that bad. They get to eat and drink whatever their master is eating. A woman was cursed, but everyone chases after her. The ground was cursed, but everyone is fed from the ground. Now when the Pasuk says, remember the fish, we, the Kleistol in the Midbar said, we remember the fish that we ate in Mitzrayim chinam for free. So Rav and Shmuel give two different pshatim. And this one is that, they actually had free fish. Another one says that they missed the arayas, dug up from the Lashon of Yidzgul Arayv, procreation. The one who says that it was actually fish, it says in the Pasuk, Asher Neicha, we were eating them. The one that says that it's referring to arayas says that there's no way they got free fish in the Egyptian slave camps. Rather, from the Lashon of Chinam, you see that the arayas used to be mutter. For Har Sinai. What does he do with the lotion of eating? It's a lotion of Ma'alya. It brings a pasuk of Ochlo Machta Piava Amra Loi to show that the lotion of Achila can't apply to Harayas. Now, if you say that they were talking about fish, why does it say that it was Chinam? And he says that actually it was free. Their Banish Lelem used to fill up their jugs that they were filling from the ocean with little fish, so they actually got free fish. Now, according to the Mandomar, that says that they weren't over in, in Arias in Mitzrayim. That makes sense from the Pasuk of Gan Nola Like a closed-off garden is my bride. That's saying that the Klai was pure in Mitzrayim. But according to the Mandoma that says that they were missing the Arias, what's the, the Mayan Chosum? The, the answer is that they didn't engage in any Isser Arias in Mitzrayim. Back then it was Mutter. According to Mandomar, that says that they missed the Arayas, then the Pasuk makes sense when it says, They were crying about their families because they had to divorce all the the, the that they're not, now no longer able to marry. 
But if you say that they were crying about their fish, then what does the Pasuk mean of He'll say two separate things. They could have been missing their families, but this Pasuk, talking about Dogen, means literally fish. Now the Kali Yisrael also complained in the Midbar that they missed all the things in Mitzrayim, their cucumbers, their melons. And over here also, Ramir and Ravasi say, Two pshatim and why they missed it. Number one is, I mean, they had the months. Why were they missing these seemingly insignificant foods? So the first pshat is that while the man was able to taste like anything, it was not able to taste like these five foods that they missed from its rhyme. The other pshat is that they were able to taste every food in the man, but every food besides for these five, they were able, also able to get the consistency. But they missed the consistency of these five foods. What does the Pasuk mean when it describes the moon as being a zera god lovon? So Asi says that it was round like a gida, like a seed, and it was white like a pearl, like a diamond. Others say that the moon was like the Agarata Gemaras. That just like Agarata draws people in to learn Taira, so too the moon, when you eat it, it would make you want to eat more. In fact, the Svasemes says, Nachsam Seifer writes that there are two ways to learn ag- Agarata. Either you can learn it superficially, and that'll make you, make the Torah more gishmak. And, then, and, and some people ate the man like that. They had a little bit of man, and it felt gishmak. They wanted to have more man. But you could also learn the Agarata like Mekubalim and get to the deepest depths of, the, of Torah, of the Nister. And when people ate the man, they had that option also of being able to go up to the level Malachi Ashare so they didn't have to use the bathroom. It's a perfect marshal. Uh, there's a brisa that, that says that the lashon of God is m- from the word magid, that the man would actually tell them, would, would be able to tell Kali Yisrael if, if a woman had a baby and they did, she didn't know which husband it was from, whether this baby is from, was born in the ninth month and from her last husband, or it's born in the seventh month and from this husband, which she married seven months ago, depending on where the man landed, if it was by the first husband or the second husband, that portion showed whose child it was. The lashon of Lavan is that it was Malbin, the, it whitened the Avoynais of Klai Yisrael. Abiyasi says that just like a Navi can tell Klai Yisrael something, something which is hidden that people don't know, it's not obvious, so to the man was able to reveal things that were hidden. For example, two people came to Moshe Rabbeinu for a din. And one says, this guy stole my Evan. The other one says, no, you sold him to me. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, wait till tomorrow morning. And wherever the portion of Mun landed, that's who owned that Evan. Because he would get a portion for his Avodim too. So too, if a woman comes with her husband and the husband says that she violated the Ksuba contract and therefore I don't have to pay her in this divorce, they would find out the next morning, see where the portion of Mun landed. If it was by the husband, then that means that he did not want to divorce her and it was her that violated it. But if the, her portion of food was by her father's house, that shows that the husband already had Das to divorce her and it had nothing to do with her and he would have to pay her the Ksuba. Now we have three psukim that describe how the Mun landed. But they all seem to show different distances. And the Gemara explains that there were three levels. The Tzadik would get it right by his front door. The Benini would have to go out and collect it. The Rishon would have to schlep out, shot to 
to gather his mun. We also have three psukim that describe it. One as lechem, one as cookies, as ugois, and one that they had to grind it. They don't have to grind up fresh bread. Rather, the tzaddikim got their mun as bread. The beinanim got it as ugois, and the rishoyim had to grind it in a mill. Pazak says that they would smash it in a in a mortar and pestle. And from here we learn that there are actually spices, perfumes that landed with the mun that they would smash and grind up in the midbar. And the Pazak says, Ubashlu be parur. Ubashlu be parur teaches us that they got all these spices that came down with the mun, the salt and the pepper. It was a full meal package. Nidova baboiker baboiker. What is it? Pasuk have to tell us baboiker baboiker. That tells us that there were actually diamonds and jewels that came down with the man as well. That's where the Nesim got their the avonim to donate to the to the Mishkan. It came down from the Nesim. Nesim is a lotion of clouds. The pasuk also refers to the man with the lotion of a shade. Shabavo says it's a lushan of where a child who is breastfeeding gets different flavors depending on what the mother ate. So to the man would offer different tastes depending on what Kalyasar was thinking when they ate it. Another shot is that it was a lushan of a shade. Just like shadim can come in different colors different hues, so too the mun would change into different flavors. Now Moshe told Klai Yisrael that tonight we're going to have meat. They were complaining that they wanted slav and they got bread in the morning. Meat at night, bread in the morning. So Rabbi Shubh and Karachah says that the, the thing which they asked for correctly, aka bread, you need bread, that they got in the morning. So that gives them time to work, to grind it up, to eat it. But the meat, which they should not have been asking for, came at night where there's no time to shecht and prepare it. Ah, Abaye said that you're supposed to eat during the day. That meant that you're supposed to eat it by the light. Love Davko by the hours of the day. Rabbi Yaakov tells us that Kalyasol used to eat like chickens and that we didn't have a time for a suda. We were like pecking around. And whenever we felt hungry, we ate. The Moshe Rabbeinu set up zmane suda, mealtimes. Now, when the slav came, the Pasuk says that the meat was still between their teeth when they died, but it also says that it was there for over a month. The terror says that there were different people. The pain in them died immediately while the Rosham had to suffer for a month. When the Pasuk says, Vayishtachu, Resh Lakish says, it should be re- really read, Vayishchatu, in that they were chayev to be shechted. When the Pasuk says, Shatuach, it said in the name of Rabbi Shuman Karcha, that it's also a lashon of Shachut, that with the mun, came down food which is ready to be shechted, which needed to be shechted. The Rebbe says, well, we already know that. From the Pesach, And Moshe Rabbeinu was giving them shechita lessons. So why do we need an extra Pesach to tell me that it came down with the, with the mud? Rather, it's not a lesson of shechita, it's a lesson of mashtichin, that it came down in so much that there were piles and piles of slav. The Pesach says, Lechem, Shemen, and Dvash. Rav Yossi Baruch learns out that for the children, it, it was like Lechem. For the older people, it was, it was like oil. And for the little children, for the babies, it tasted like honey.
in the lashon of slav, it's written with a shin, but it could be a sin like a with with like a samach, pronounced with a samach slav. So Rechina said that the tzaddikim would eat it b'shalva with a shin, but the rishonim would eat it, and it was like kisilo and like a thorn. Chanan Bar Abbot says there are four types of slav. They're called shichli, kibli, pisyoni, and slav. The best one is sechli. The worst is slav. And they're like these little birds. And when you put it in the oven, they're so fatty that they expand to fill up the entire oven. And they would bake it with 13 loaves of bread underneath it. And the bottom loaf, furthest from the slav, was still so drenched in the fat that you had you were only able to eat it mixed with other foods. Rabbi Yehuda used to find these slav between his wine barrels. Rabbi Chista used to find it between his wood. Rava's shear cropper used to bring him slav every day. One day there wasn't any. He said, "Well, why? Why there's no? Why? Why is there no slav?" So he asked a child for a pasuk. This is how they used to get uh, a form of nevuah. And he said, "Shemativatirgaz bitni," which sounds like I heard terrible news. So uh, when Rabbi heard that, he said, "Rav Chista must have been nifter, and I, his Talmud and son-in-law, was I, I must have been getting this love this whole time." Bischus Rav Chista. The pasuk says "Vatal shichvas hatal," and it also says "Uber redes hatal," which sounds like there was two layers of tal, and in the middle was the man; it was sandwiched. And the pasuk describes it as "dak michusefes." Rishlokar says that it would melt in your palm. Avyechanan describes it as something which was absorbed into the 248 limbs of a person. Ay, the lashon of Mechusefes is Gematria 254, not 248. So Rav Nachman says, if you take out the Vav and you read it, Chaser, the Mem Ches Samach, Pei Samach equals 248. That's how it's written. Now the Pesach describes the Mon as Lechem Avirim Ochalish. So Rabbi Akiva says, Avirim is lashon of Malachi Asharis. In the same way, the Malachim eat bread, and it gets totally, uh, there's no defecation, they don't need to excrete it. So to the Kalayisrael, they didn't need to excrete the mun. When Rishmol heard this, he said, Go to Rabbi Akiva that he made a mistake because Malachi, Malachi Asharis don't eat at all. When Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Sinai, he says, Lechem lo'ichaltu imayim lo'ishisisi. When in Shemayim do as Shemayim, and he, he, he didn't eat like a Malach. So what does Avigirim Taka mean? It's Lechem that is nivlat, absorbed into the Ramachivarim of a person. Wait, so what do they, what do they need a shovel for? If they weren't going to the bathroom, what do they need a, a shovel for? So there's two answers. That first of all, they would eat whatever. They didn't just eat mun. They would pass by these merchants from other nations and eat other foods. Rabbi Eliezer ben Parta says that even that, the food that they got from the Goyim, also was totally absorbed in their body with the mun. But the shovel was there because after they complained, their Rabbanu Shalom said, I'm trying to treat like Malachi Asharis. But your guys are kvetching. So you know what? Now, we're going to go to the other side. You're going to have to schlep three parsois out of the camp because we know the camp is three parsois big in order to go to the bathroom because you can't go to the bathroom in the machana. Rabbi Barchanon testifies that he saw the machana Yisrael, which is three parsois big. Kalei Yisrael was terrified. They were complaining. They thought that they would explode because they were eating and eating and eating and nothing was coming out. And there's another pshah in the Lashon of Avirim, Ochal Ish, that it refers to Yeshua, that he got enough mun, he got so much mun that it was the same amount as the entire Klal Yisrael. Because they both use the Lashon of Ish, by the mun and by Yeshua. Ah, by Moshe it also says Ish, though Ish Moshe of Ma'oid. But over there it says Veho Ish, by Yeshua it says Ish, so we're going to learn Ish to Ish, and not Ish. 
to Vehoish. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.